0: Welcome back to the Marketing Podcast, where we discuss marketing science, case studies that reveal successful marketing techniques, and strategic marketing analysis, where we model the data and turn it into financial forecasts so you have predictable revenue. I'm your host, Brandon White, and this is Marketing. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about nine vital metrics in marketing that you should definitely be tracking. Now, I want to say before we get started that there's tons of mini metrics in marketing that you could track, meaning for video ads, you might track how long someone watched or when did they click off. For a pay-per-click campaign, you're going to be tracking different metrics. For your email marketing, you're going to be tracking many more metrics. And I'm calling them mini marketing metrics because they're pieces of your marketing program that entail a bunch of different things to make sure that that vehicle of marketing is working. What we're talking about t- today is from a very high level. And in future episodes, we'll go over each one of these in depth, as well as the mini marketing metrics for each one of these things, but we've got to establish some sort of foundation to at least understand the basics from the high level, and then we'll work down. The first metric that you're hopefully tracking is marketing as a percent of revenue. Now, this can differ per industry. It means if you have a product company and within product companies, it can vary. If you are a B2B or a B2C, it could vary vary differently if you are a services company that could differ so and multiple different ratios within services the important thing is that one you're tracking it from your company perspective so that at least on a quarterly or year to year basis you have a guide and number 2 is it can be good to benchmark yourself against your industry peers now a recent gardner CMO survey that i read suggested that overall in a general sense companies have allocate about 12% of their revenue to marketing. So you can use that as a general guideline and we'll dive into this when we cover just this one marketing metric, but for today, I just want you to know that you should be tracking it for your own company and against your peers number two is churn or customer attrition rate now churn doesn't necessarily matter for companies that don't have some sort of subscription but in today's world it feels like everybody's got some sort of subscription which is a great idea for recurring revenue and that goes for products all the way to services and even if you don't have a subscription type business Churn can still matter because customers may buy from you regularly. If you're a soap company, how often are they buying from you? When do they move out of your brand into another? And you could count that as churn. So churn's really important almost for any company out there. It is really important, obviously, for any sort of subscription business. And if you're not measuring churn on a monthly basis in a subscription business, you are in a lot of trouble. You should be measuring every monthly cohort that comes in and then some mini marketing metrics under that. Number three is your customer acquisition cost. This is as simple as how much does it cost you to acquire a customer across all of your sales and marketing channels. And it's a pillar to know because you need this number for a bunch of equations so that you know how long for instance, it's going to take, which is our into our next market, marketing metric number four, your customer lifetime value. So how much does it cost to acquire it? And then in customer lifetime value, we're understanding how long they stay with you and how much money they spend. Again, very important in subscription businesses, but even in a product business, even in a clothing company, if you sell t-shirts, How many t-shirts does someone buy over the course of their relationship with you? If you're a shoe company, if you're a food, CPG company, consumer product good company, how long does someone stay with you and how much are they worth? And understanding that, you need to understand number three, which is how much does it cost to acquire a customer? Number five, your net promoter score. We did an entire series on Net Promoter Score, so I encourage you to go back to the other episodes and look up the shows on Net Promoter Score because we went from everything in introduction, what it means, how to get yours, how to actually calculate it if you want to do it by hand. I think in one of the episodes, I even gave out a spreadsheet that you could download so that you could do it yourself, and then how to improve it. But Net Promoter Score is... A number from zero to 10 where you ask your customers, would they refer you to a friend or a colleague? And that net promoter score, while it is a moment in time, it can change daily if you're collecting that regularly. And and I don't want to go into this deeply because those episodes cover it in depth, but net promoter score is standardized and many different companies across many different industries use it. So the cool thing is, is now you can compare yourself to your peers, and that gives you an idea of where you are, because it is not, and it doesn't work as you might think, zero to 100. Actually, the scale is a negative 100 to 100, and you could have a 50, which feels like 50 out of 200, effectively, but even 50 out of 100 sounds bad, but that could be your industry's average. Which means that maybe fifty is doing pretty good. In fact, fifty could be hitting it out of the park for your industry. I'm not saying that you shouldn't aim for an eight or a nine, which puts you in the highest the the highest category, but understanding where your peers are or where industry companies in your industry fall is pretty good to know. Number six, time to pay, pay back customer acquisition costs. Now, in order to know this. You really have to run your numbers and have a bunch of these other metrics because you need to know what your customer lifetime value is or how often people are purchasing from you. And or if you're in a subscription business, your churn rate, because if you don't know what your churn rate is or how long someone stays with you, then you can't figure out your time to pay back your customer acquisition costs. In a product that has a one-time purchase, obviously your product Profit or product price needs to have the customer acquisition cost built into it, and your price and profit need to exceed what that customer acquisition cost is. So the time to payback should be relatively quickly. In a subscription business, you may take eight months. And there's metrics around this about how long it takes to, to pay back uh, in subscription type businesses. Again, in your one time product or service, You really should be paying back your customer acquisition costs relatively quickly. Now, having said that, maybe you're selling a loss leader on purpose to get someone, quote unquote, in the door. And then you're selling other products that are priced higher and or you sell more of. And that's how you're going to get to a break even analysis with your customer. But you really want to understand how long and how much time it takes to pay back your customer acquisition costs. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You're going to be dumping marketing and sales money down the drain, and nobody likes to do that. Number seven, your contribution margin. Contribution margin, you can think of, I was trying to think about the easiest way to explain this, but it is a way of pulling out fixed costs and modeling your variable costs of a product. And what this allows you to do, and what it gives you is really a foundation for your break even analysis. So think of this as like your gross sales, but also taking your sales and marketing money into account, for instance, how much does it cost you to acquire a customer in your contribution analysis you're going to put that in there. What it doesn't take into account is your s g and a your sales general and administrative actually. It can take some of your sales and marketing into account as it relates to the portion of sales and marketing that is allocated to that exact product, which ideally you would want to be able to pull out. And this really gives you, like I said, the foundation for a break-even analysis of making this or offering this product or service. And it also allows you to figure out what your price should be. So it's almost a mini P&L on this product or service so that you know how to effectively price it to see that at a minimum, there is some sort of net gain in revenue simply from your contribution analysis. And again, we'll go into that deeper. It'll make a ton of sense when we dive into it. If you're not currently tracking your contribution margin, I would encourage you to start looking into that. It is not a necessity, but it will definitely help. And if you're launching a new product or service, I probably would not launch it without doing a contribution analysis so that I at least understood if my pricing was going to be in the ballpark of getting me to some sort of profitability. Number eight, cost per lead. This is pretty straightforward. How much does it cost per lead to bring in the door? Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Brandon, didn't you say customer acquisition costs as number three? I did. But how many leads does it take to make a customer? And this is where the marketing metrics start to get interesting and fun because you start putting all this together because you might figure out that your cost per lead is a dollar, but you only convert it 20% into a customer, which means that your cost per is a buck, your customer acquisition cost is $5. And then from there, you can start to think about the other things we've talked about. Okay, now we're going to run a contribution How much are we charging? Well, we're charging $10. Now let's run a contribution analysis to see if this product without taking our GNA general administrative into account is actually profitable and have we priced it right. Number nine, goal completions. This is a general one that I put in there because you can apply this to every every other thing in your sales and marketing. How many people are we converting into a lead from our website? How many people are we converting into a lead from this specific page on our website? How many how many customers are we getting from outbound calls in our call center? We keep going down and down uh, across all the board. Um, out of every customer service call, how many customers leave us a exceptional NPS, net promoter score? It's all of these things. So you're always tracking completions across all of your marketing metrics. Again, these are nine marketing metrics that are really vital that I put together. There are other ones that we will cover, but this will at least give you get you started. And if you're not doing these, you want to start thinking about doing these and building a spreadsheet. And ultimately, what I'll say is your worksheet for your business. Whether you're doing $100,000 or you're doing $500 million or a billion, you want to have your systems and your financials built so that your marketing and sales tabs, I call them tabs if you want to think about a worksheet in Excel or Google Sheets, are feeding into your cash flow statement of which from there you're pulling out your P&L and your balance sheet. which is important, cash flow being the most important. But a lot of times I don't see that people have their marketing tabs. They they may have some of these metrics in the back end of tool marketing tools that they're using, but they haven't converted those metrics into a spreadsheet, which then feeds your financials, which makes it really easy to start predicting and planning your revenue and your growth. Because what you may find is maybe you're just growing out of sight. You're off the charts. Well, growth can kill you because then you're going to need cash. So not having these marketing metrics built into tabs, which then feed your financials, can really be the death of any company. So you want to make sure you are doing that. In review, real quick, the nine vital marketing metrics. Number one, marketing as a percent of revenue. Number two, Churn or customer attrition rate. Number three, customer acquisition costs or CAC, CAC, customer lifetime value or LTV, net promoter score, NPC, time to payback, CAC, your customer acquisition costs. Number seven, contribution margin. Number eight, cost per lead. And number nine, which applies to almost all of your sales and marketing items or components goal completions. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please hit subscribe because I don't want you to miss any other episodes. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments. If you're watching on a video and or in the show notes, check out my email and drop me a line. And I always aim to get back to you. As importantly, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Till the next episode. We'll see you soon.